0: Hello and welcome to the Social Work Stories podcast. My name's Liz Murphy and currently I am recording this very brief message to you from the closet in my bedroom because I just wanted to make sure that the pouring rain outside doesn't drown me out. My dear friends Mim, Ben, and Justin, are about 90 kilometers up the road in mim's lounge room, and they're going to re- they're, we're actually recording this together. Um, but I guess I just wanted to say from the outset, I have really missed you guys. Um, I've really missed recording and connecting up with with you all, but I have to say it's been a really tough Christmas and New Year's break for us. Um you may be aware that in my home state of New South Wales we have had catastrophic fires and that is called the loss of homes, of communities, of animals, of trees, and sadly of many people. And so it's felt like one of these these I, I don't think I've ever felt a Christmas like this and there's lots of people that feeling very devastated by it all Um, I wanted to say a really special hello and greeting to the social workers that have been personally affected by the fires Um, but I also want to say thank you so much for those of you who are out there supporting people Uh, and your communities both in the immediate aftermath but also now in the recovery period and um, you're in our hearts. Um, I'm sure I speak for all all of the podcast team. So I want to let you know that we've got some really great recordings that are coming up and and our first couple, one will be on eco-social work. We thought how apt given what's going on in Australia at the moment and we've also got a really amazing uh, interview with a social worker who talks very poignantly about his experience of vicarious trauma Um, a theme that we're wanting to grow uh, throughout this year about how our social workers are and in their work and the impact that it can have. So without further ado, I'm going to throw you over to my wonderful podcast friends. Hello, Mim. Hello, bin, bin. Hello, Ben.
1: Hello, Justin. Hello, Liz. Thank you so much for that great introduction. And hello, listeners. It is so fantastic to be back with you again. What a, I'm going to say the summer that wasn't. I'm going to coin that because actually we've all had such a Different experiences in the summer that we've just had. I want to welcome our producers, Ben Joseph and Justin Stesch, to the podcast space today.
2: Hey, Mim. Hey, Liz. Hey, Mim. Hey, Uh, Liz.
1: You guys aren't... aren't coming and crashing an episode today you are welcome guests
3: thanks
2: for inviting us on (laughs) we feel very special absolutely
1: good good to have
3: the legitimacy
1: that's right that's right look um listeners we thought it was really important for you to hear a little bit about what's been going on from all of us because we've had some really different experiences all uh awful in different ways and all that are totally connected to all of the themes that we are about on this podcast, about community, about mutual aid and support and about kind of practice in really difficult spaces, right?
2: Mim, I've, I've got a bit of a metaphor for today. Okay. So what came to mind when we were designing today's episode, I thought, you remember Dorothy McKellar's poem, um, My Country? Yeah, Some of our listeners might not be aware of it, but a lot of Australian listeners would be.
3: And I, as you know, coming from a US background, when you quoted the poem, I said, oh, that sounds lovely.
2: What is that? (laughs) Yes. So the line in particular that came to my mind was, Australia, a land of drought and flooding rains. And so I looked up Dorothy McKellar's poem, and this is one of the stanzas. I'll read it to you. I love a sunburnt country, a land of sweeping plains, of ragged mountain ranges, of droughts and flooding rains. I love her far horizons. I love her jewel sea, her beauty and her terror, the wide brown land for me.
1: God, that's so apt for what we've been experiencing, right? Mm. So, and Liz sitting there in the closet, record, doing this recording with us when she, the reason she's not here is because of literal flooding. Mm-hmm. And we've just had a summer where our entire Country in different different places in different ways has been ravaged by fire, right?
2: Absolutely. Liz, tell us a little bit about what happened this morning, just for listeners.
0: Well, so I was catching a train up to Mim's place and the train was stopped because of flooding and landslide um, and they were feeling unsure that the train would be safe to come through, so I turned around and retreated and apparently it's just going to get worse so um, I can't even imagine what th- this evenings going to be like with people trying to get back to Wollongong um, So you know as much as I love my listeners, I was not going to crack the kayak out and paddle up there uh, <laughs> so you know the, we're, we're, we're trying we're trialing this with recording and Skype and zoom and closets and yeah because why? Why Mim? Why Justin and Ben? Because we are committed to our
1: listeners. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely we are.
0: Absolutely,
1: that's right. So let's um let's go around and just talk for a minute about what's been going on this summer for all of us. I mean, it's been all over the media what's been happening for the country. But um, but Ben, do you want to start? Yeah, Where let, have you been at this summer? Yeah, I,
2: I mean, I had a few adventures, um, but particularly relating to the fire situation. Um, My family and I were down on the south coast of New South Wales around the New Year's time and we got caught in a place called Batemans Bay uh, which was one of the epicentres of the big major fires that were going on in our state Um, and we got stranded for three days without power, water, uh, phone reception, um, any ability to communicate with uh, people beyond the 40 50k radius that we were allowed to travel um, on the roads uh, due to the fires cutting off the roads and not being able to get through anywhere so that was pretty scary um, especially because we had some little ones with us as well. uh, How little Ben? uh, Two years old um, with a mum who uh, was back in Sydney and not being able to contact her to let her know how we all were was um, yeah it was a pretty scary time and we recognized that we were one of the fortunate ones in the sit in the whole situation there were a lot of people um that had lost homes 5ks down the road um who some people had lost lives on those few, few those couple of days um, lots of animals pets um had perished in the fires and it was a real sense of catastrophe and mourning and uncertainty and confusion. We, it was a really scary time. And, um, you know, we're really grateful to all of the services that were in the area, the, the police, the fireys, um, everyone who was kind of looking after us at the time. Um, but, yeah, it was, I mean, to say it was scary was an understatement. It
1: just sounds terrifying. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the situation so many people were in, right? Like the Mm -hmm. areas that were really hit hard were holiday-going areas. And so you had definitely in New South Wales, you had this time of year where everyone traditionally is getting out of the city, going off onto their lovely relaxing holidays, and yet there they are stuck in these really awful situations.
2: Absolutely. And what was quite interesting Uh, so my partner and i are both social workers and we were finding that's a nice
1: combination then
2: yes lovely combination (laughs) um but we were finding that we we actually had to start engaging with our social work skills with holiday goers around some crisis intervention work and being able to de-escalate situations and conversations um that were going on in the campground that we were camping in there was a lot of stress a lot of um, anxiety that was that was happening and um we were really grateful for our learning around all of that being able to engage in that that was really important to us
1: oh that's great yeah Mm. i mean it's interesting those moments when suddenly you have to pull pull your skills out and it's actually your life that you're living definitely and those skills always come in handy Definitely. Justin, you've had kind of the flip side experience this summer.
3: Yeah, indeed. I, uh, <laughs> I have. So over the, over the past two months as part of this bushfire season, which actually blew out even well beyond the traditional bushfire season we may have in Australia, I, I've spent about a month down on the south coast, um, both in areas that Ben was in and even further south coast, uh, all the way down toward Bega. Um, working and helping to run evacuation centers for people who um, either live in the area or who were uh, on holidays, that type of thing, who had to get out of their homes and their accommodation because the imminent threat of bushfires. Um, And so that was that was an incredible experience and to have the opportunity to uh, to get to to support people in the midst of such a crisis and to be able to sit down with people who were in the midst of, you know, coming in, they've just lost their homes or they're in the evacuation center, not knowing whether or not their home is going to make it. Um, Having loved ones and friends who are, you know, who are out there and they don't know how they are, if they're okay. Um, And then in the the kind of post fire and crisis days, Really trying to figure out what to do to move forward, and how do you, um, how do you go home? How do you pick up life after this place? And so my role in that um, was was helping, I guess, coordinate and manage that response, and the, and create a safe and um, yeah, create a safe space for people to come to in in those areas. A really interesting experience that I had was one day when we had the the fires coming in on the town depending on how the wind and the weather was the town itself could have been faced with immediate fire threat um at which point we you know we had the australian navy and the army mapping out evacuation routes and you know planning if if are we going to have to have take chinook helicopters out to the hmas adelaide that was parked offshore um that type of thing you know really really intense stuff but um at one point that day, I it was it was pitch black outside, and I thought, man, it just feels like this day has gone really quickly. Um, and I looked at my watch, and it was actually only six thirty. It was two hours before sunset was due, and it was pitch black outside. From the smoke. From the smoke. Oh. It was absolutely uh, one of the most surreal experiences I've had. I, I will say, very fortunately, that specific town I was in, um, the the winds were favorable for that area and we didn't have that um, that fire come in onto us but we it was very much a high threat at that point so it's just a really um, a really amazing experience to get to then be there and, and use those social skills to support people in the immediate aftermath and um, help them you know there, a lot of people were just really afraid and really existentially um, afraid and and anxious because of all of these fires that have been happening.
1: Absolutely. Do you know how many social workers there were employed, like deployed in that way? Like how many were you working with?
3: So the, the group that I was working with wasn't all social workers, but in my group of, um, probably about 12 staff, uh, that, that was, I was deployed with, we had, I think about four social workers in that particular group we also partner with a lot of other organizations, with um, with the Red Cross, with Anglicare, with Salvos, uh, lots of different groups that come in and, um, and take part in that, St. John's Ambulance, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of professionals and a lot of people with different skills. But uh, in terms of social workers, I, I think there were about four of us on the ground there.
1: Yeah, so interesting. Like it's one of those spaces where um, – in some ways it doesn't matter what discipline group you've come from, your skills all come together holistically hmm. to in order to work within this trauma and this crisis, right? Um, and I, I know that you're gonna be speaking with a social worker who was also involved in this restoration period as well. And I'm really looking forward to hearing that story and breaking down some of those skills a little
2: bit more as well.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I think that'll be really interesting to hear for yep. sure.
2: Mim, So we mentioned at the start of the episode, it's, there's a metaphor here, you know, this idea of the land of droughts and flooding rains, and that things can be pretty tough sometimes here in Australia, both physically due to the land and the ecosystem, but also emotionally, spiritually, mentally. It's been a massive three months for you.
1: It has been, yeah.
2: What's going on? Can you share a little bit with us as to yeah. what it's been like since November and perhaps a little why, little reason why um, we haven't been so vocal on the podcast over the last little bit?
1: Yeah, sure. So I've been pretty absent from social media overall um, and it's because uh, – so I really wasn't that aware of what was happening in our country <laughs> this summer. It was a summer that wasn't in other ways for me because um, – my um, my poor dad uh, had struggled with Parkinson's disease for the last 12 years and um, went into hospital at the end of October and then passed away in the new year. And um, so I spent a lot of time sitting vigil with him and sitting with him in that palliative care space. And um, you know, my background work is in palliative care and death and dying. And I know that Liz and I have spoken about how we both have professional experiences in that space Um, and I happen to be in a family full of people who work in health and palliative care and uh, aged care and uh, all of those things kind of coalesced for us with this experience with my dad so um, so it's it's been a really hard time and uh, but it's also kind of left me in like a really reflective space and when I finally put my head up and looked around and saw this metaphor you're talking about, this beautiful country of ours in such a devastated situation. And it just, it just made sense to me that, you know, yes, my dad's not here. That is utterly bizarre and weird to me in so many ways. Um, and, but makes perfect sense in a world where we are struggling with climate change and we are struggling with truth in different ways and different ways of knowing and understanding our existential ex- existence and um, all of that just makes real sense to me right now, I have to say.
2: Yeah, I can hear that mm. um, in what you're saying. Off mic, we were chatting and you was, you mentioned this idea. It came up in a previous episode, the idea that um, sometimes we have to social work ourselves, in adverted commas, and you've alluded to that so far. But what did that kind of look like for you? Uh,
1: yeah, I had some really funny experiences. Um because I, um, I think most people go into social work because they're good at organising and they're good at organising people. <laughs> I think people there's this there's this kind of. Um, the, the key statement that people say is always, oh, you're in social work because you're noble or yeah, you're so yes. good with people, right? That's yeah. the stuff that gets said. Uh, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think all social workers are either noble or good with people. Uh, but <laughs> I do think that all social workers are good at organising. And in my family, which is a very large family, um, I am the organiser. And so um, I had some – I was very fortunate – I mean, straight up, my my dad was in three separate facilities. So in the first two, first in the middle facility, I connected immediately with the social worker, and um, you know found our connecting points, and we kind of worked together to support my mum. In the final facility that he was in, which was a nursing home where he was there for end stage care and where he died, um, uh, the social workers there are actually beautiful colleagues of mine who I've worked in parallel with for years on end. And um, and they um, shepherded us through the process in this amazing way. And, you know, not many nursing homes have social work around the world, right? No. And definitely in Australia, social work is not um, a profession that sits in nursing homes. It sits more so in hospitals or community health. And, um, but and it's this- not
2: necessarily a desirable location for a social worker a young social no we've talked about that before too that's
1: exactly right this um, nursing home uh, is um, has a number of different uh, locations and therefore has an actual allied health department and so um, and it happens to be one of my colleagues who runs this allied health department so uh, it was actually quite an amazing experience to come up close to my colleagues and watch them at work in their extraordinary abilities and skills it uh, was just phenomenal and um and uh, there came one day when I had been organizing my head off for you know weeks by now and uh, I was tired and I texted my colleague and I said I just really need a social worker to see my mother this afternoon because I can't do it anymore. And she just was there within a heartbeat and um, then spent however many hours with my mum doing everything that was needed. And I was so incredibly grateful for the network. Um, And, you know, Liz and I often talk about the tribe that we're in in social work. And, you know, I was unbelievably appreciative and in debt to my tribe at that moment.
3: That's really beautiful. That's amazing to have that experience and to be able to connect with, um, with people you've already worked with in the past. And that changes their relationship, of course, with them, um, you know, to experience that and for yourself to walk through that as a social worker, but also to, to be the client in that space. Um, but to have the people around that you trust must've been just an amazing experience in the midst of such an awful space to be in
1: oh absolutely yeah 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 you know in all of that um, in all of everything that's been happening for me everything's been happening for you guys everything's been that's been happening for our country that concept of self-care feels really Important right in a different way. I mean we often allude to self-care and discuss self-care in different ways on this podcast But at this point, I think it's really crucial, right?
2: Absolutely. And so that's a great segue Into talking about what is coming up next. I know that Liz has has mentioned a few things Self-care is going to be one of the things that we really focus on this year Yep. yep,
1: definitely. Definitely. We're really interested in hearing um, stories this year from social workers in really different spaces. I mean, like this idea of being a social worker in a natural disaster, you know, what a different context, right? There'll be a lot of students, social work students, listening to this going, oh, I want to do that. When's the next natural disaster that I can get yeah, in on, right? Yeah. And I, I think I, I, I'm really keen... That we get um, some voices uh, from our social work tribe out there that we don't normally hear, mm-hmm. right? Those really hidden hidden stories.
2: Yeah. So we do have a few uh, community social work uh, stories coming up, some eco social work stories coming up which is
1: so important right now right absolutely
2: yeah. Yeah. and uh we do have a couple of really interesting um health and hospital related stories coming up so there's lots to look forward to on the podcast it's going to be a good year i think i think so too we've also
1: got a, a bit of a international crossover planned for later in the year some live shows there's lots of exciting things happening
2: so heaps to look forward to their listeners um as always though we'd love to hear from you and uh, there's a couple of ways you can do that justin i'm going to throw to you now
3: yeah absolutely there there are lots of ways we want to hear your voice um one that we would love to have more of this year as we step into this next season of our podcast um on your if you have a smartphone on your smartphone is a built-in voice memos app and in there you can record a voice memo send us a, a brief question um Tell us something that you've been thinking about in response to an episode that's come up. Um, Send us your feedback. Make a short recording and send it to us. uh, And we would love to maybe play that on a future episode. Um, If you record it in your voice memos and email it to us at socialworkstoriespodcast at gmail.com, that'll be excellent.
2: And of course, we love hearing from you on social media. So check out our Instagram profile s-o-w-k stories pod that's at s-o-w-k stories pod that's instagram and twitter so send us your questions there reach out to us tell us what you enjoy tell us what you think we can improve on perhaps in a nice way That'd be great, <laughs> but also,
1: but also, if you're a social worker out there thinking, "Hey, I've got a story for these guys," mm. then get in touch with us because we'll we'll do an interview with you. Um, come and have a chat if you're close by. Do it remotely. Give you a call. We're all up for that.
3: Absolutely, we would love to hear um, more people sharing their stories and their experiences with the wider social work tribe.
1: That's how we feel connected, right, to each other.
3: Definitely.
2: Mm. What we're going to do now is we're going to throw back to Liz, who's in the closet still, You're still listening. <laughs> oh, is it time she leaves the closet? No. <laughs> but she's there and she's ready to, uh, to say goodbye to your listeners. But for now, um, we'll all say goodbye and we'll see you on the next episode. So. Thanks,
1: everyone, for listening. Take care of yourselves.
3: Thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon.
1: So I hope you don't
0: mind that we diverged from our usual episode format, but we did want you to know why we've been off the air. And we wanted to reassure you that we are returning March 3rd with more social work stories. Bye for now.